You know, one of the nuances I noticed about this very familiar passage from the Sermon on the Mount um, was brought out to me by the folks at the discipleship ministries, and that is the fact that Jesus doesn't ask the disciples, do you want to be salt or do you want to be light? He doesn't, he doesn't use a simile, you are like salt or you are like light. Instead, he tells us and invites us to reflect on the power that we already have. He says, you are salt already. You are light already. These gifts have already been given to you. So how are you going to use them? Whether we're conscious of it or not, whether we like it or not, we are representatives of the church wherever we go. If you have a cross hanging from your neck or on your rear view mirror, people will look at you and think, oh, so that person is showing me what it means to be a part of the Christian faith. If your neighbor knows you come to church and then sees you at the general store or Hannaford or the town office, they will think that, oh, that person belongs to the church, and so this is how they live in the world, those church-going folk. And it might seem petty, but if you have a honk if you love Jesus bumper sticker on your car, and then you flip off the guy who cuts you off in traffic, guess what? Like it or not, they're going to put the two together and deem all Christians as hypocrites, right or wrong. That's how people work. If you come to church every Sunday and then you are seen yelling at your neighbor, others are going to put the two together. Hmm. That's how churchgoers behave. Not much different than anyone else. Like it or not, being the hands and feet of Christ also means that we are his representatives here and now, in all times and in all places, not just on Sunday mornings. The other thought that occurred to me was the misplaced sense of powerlessness I personally am feeling toward the gun violence our country is living more than any other country in the world. And as I have been reflecting on the murder of Tyree Nichols and the recent shootings in California and other places, I noticed that my Facebook feed was filled with other people's comments who are also feeling helpless. Some blame guns. Some blame movies and video games. I haven't seen rock music blamed in a long time. <laughs> Some blame God. Why doesn't God do something about this? If there is a God, why would that God allow these things to happen? Help us. And this scripture came back to me, and I actually mentioned a few of these things to Margaret in my, during the week as I've been reflecting God has helped us already. God has given us everything we need to make the changes that need to happen. We are light. 
We are what the world needs. God has given us everything. God has given us the gifts to do something about it, whatever it is. God's not doing nothing. God has already acted, and now it's our turn. Faith is a dance. I can give you the really fancy Greek uh, word that we learned in seminary, perichoresis. It's a dance with the Trinity. Jesus is inviting us to be risk-taking leaders. Note he doesn't say, get salty. He doesn't say, light up. Instead, it's a matter-of-fact, it's a matter-of-fact statement. You are already salt. You are already light. And so now we need to wonder, when did that happen? (laughs) When did I become salt for the earth? When did I become light for the world? I'm just me. What can I do? I'm already doing my best. I watch out for me and those I care about, and I'm just trying not to get trampled underfoot. Does that ring a bell for anybody? Resonate for anyone? But the thing about light is, it doesn't exist for its own sake. Light has a purpose. And it's not about getting folks to look at the light. Because when we try to become the focus of attention, when we take center stage, we aren't being the light. The light is there to help folks find their way. It's not about whether or not you find my children's messages cute and adorable, and it's do you take anything away from it with you? Is there a message there that the Spirit is trying to convey to your heart? It's about shining on the path, about revealing the hazards along the way, about getting where we need to be. And it's the same thing with salt. Salt on its own, for its own sake, is not really a good thing. We talked about this last week when we were learning about recipes, right? The individual ingredients may not taste very good all on their own, but salt, we know, is a flavor enhancer. It's a food preserver. As a flavor enhancer and food preservative, salt was invaluable in Jesus' day. There were no refrigerators or freezers. So you preserved your food with salt. It was also a common practice in his day, much like we would put lime or some other kind of fertilizers on our field. Well, not really fertilizer, but other things on our fields to adjust the mineral contents, which is important for our plants to grow. Farmers would salt their fields. That was the mineral that they had. To, um, to enhance the earth. So when Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth, the word in, um, in Greek there is actually the word for dirt. You're the salt of the soil. You add minerals. You add what the soil needs in order for other things to grow. That's our job to help things, to help people grow. So I'd like to share with you a poem 
that I found actually on Tuesday um, by Marin Tirabassi, and she used to live in Portland. I think she's now in the Boston area, um, but she just published this on Tuesday, and I found it first thing. It's called Confession of an American Christian, and it's based on these, this scripture passage. How often we are the salt in the wounds of the earth, flaunting our prosperity, hoarding it, and destroying the taste of the wind, the ground, the sea, by the trampling of those great boots we call our needs. Or with halogen beams on our out-of-control trucks. We careen up the highest hills, searching the biggest city and singing, this big light of mine, I'm going to make it shine so no one else sees anything for miles and miles around. We've missed the lamp lighting in the valley places where kindness dwells, not so everyone looks at our light, but that by our little light, a child reads a book. An elder feels safe from rustling outside the window or sirens in the streets, and partners in love cook potatoes, slice apples, bake bread with a dash of salt. So all those who are hungry may come in and eat. Perhaps that's what Jesus is teaching us, to take ownership of our gifts and to use them the way God intended, not to overpower, but to empower. You are the salt of the earth. Why not help things grow? You are the light of the world. Why not help folks find their way? Why not mentor? Why not lead? Why not be what you are, a sign of Christ's presence in the world today? Get out there, out there in the world, the noisy, wonderful, scary, glorious world, and let your light shine. Don't worry about getting trampled underfoot. That only happens when you come unplugged, when you stop being what you were called and created to be. You are light. Let it shine. Amen.